0: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on vSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the Pro Football Blitz. I am Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado, as we continue to roll through NFL Championship Sunday. And they have reached halftime at SoFi Stadium. And sure enough, the 49ers are able to capitalize on that missed field goal by the Los Angeles Rams. They turned it into a Good field goal by Robbie Gould there as time expires in the first half, and San Francisco goes to the locker room with a 10 to 7 lead. As far as your live market, the Niners are now a one and a half point favorite for the game, and your total for the entire game is at 40 and a half. To talk more about that and also get a look at what happened earlier today at Arrowhead stadium. We want to bring in Aaron Wilson. He covers the NFL for pro football network, and you can follow him on Twitter at Aaron Wilson, underscore NFL Aaron. Thank you very much for joining us on this championship Sunday. And, Boy, pretty darn good ball game this morning and uh, it is not, uh, I mean, following suit here in the afternoon with a good affair between the Rams and the Niners in a tight one. What have you seen so far out of this first half, either way out of the Rams or the Niners that uh, is making you think what might happen in the second half here down in Los Angeles? Aaron? Okay, I I apologize. It looks like we lost Aaron there. Aaron Wilson of the Pro Football Network. We'll try and get him back on. Um, James, I will ask you, San Francisco goes to the locker room with a lead, really, despite losing the time of possession battle. You know, the Rams offense was out there. Matthew Stafford was slinging it around, but he threw an interception and they missed a field goal. And San Francisco has the lead. Well,
0: and you're seeing the uh, I just feel like you're seeing the tension on the sideline for Los Angeles I mean statistic wise you talked about it total plays 42 offensive plays for Los Angeles just 20 for San Francisco the time of possession clearly in favor it's basically two to one in favor of the Rams but the only statistic that really matters when it's all said and done Brady we know is scoreboard and it's right now 10 to 7 in favor of the 49ers we know they also get the ball to start the second half we saw Cooper Cup made it had a big touchdown catch, but also dropped the big play over the middle. They do have some injuries offensively. Tyler Higby has not come back into the game since that leg injury that he sustained early in the contest in that first quarter. And then I just feel like we're seeing some of the pressure and the tension. Everything is supposed to be all about the Rams, all the moves that they made off season wise and into the season during the season. You're seeing Jalen Ramsey getting into the face of Robbie Gould, getting in front of the field goal kicker. Who knows what's going on? I just feel like there's a lot of tension and a lot of stress on the Rams side right now and all the confidence sitting on on that San Francisco sideline.
1: All right, we've got Aaron Wilson back with us now. Thank you again for joining us, Aaron. And I was just asking James, what are his impressions of the first half here of the NFC Championship, San Francisco out in front 10-7. But really, the Rams have dominated as far as first downs, time of possession. What are your thoughts? What do you think we get out of the second half?
2: I think we're going to have a close football game. I think it's going to continue to hold true to this. You look at San Francisco and that defense and what they were able to do, against Aaron Rodgers, and they're very stout, very sound. D'Amico Ryan's unit, and he's got a lot of very good football players on that side of the football. You need them against a the team as explosive as the Rams. I, I think we're looking at another classic. This thing is going to, you know, maybe it'll be just like the first round, uh, first round of games today where it was outstanding play, exciting. You know, be fun to see another overtime, but uh, I,
0: I don't see one team running away with this. Just feels like it's very evenly matched. Aaron, so, Brady and I were just talking about thinking about the Rams and all the moves that they made over the last couple years, and and bringing Jalen Ramsey on and. Uh, then mid-season trades that they did with Vaughn Miller as well as Odell Beckham Jr. Like, all the pressure to me is on the Rams. This is a roster that is built to win now. Thinking about the draft capital that was given away, like, this is where they're supposed to be, and here they are hosting the NFC Championship game and move on. You're going to host the Super Bowl there in your home stadium at SoFi, but feeling like there's a lot of tension right now with this Los Angeles Rams team because of all the expectations and the pressure that they put upon themselves with all the moves that they've made made over the last couple seasons and in season. What do you see just from the just feeling like from an intangible standpoint right now? Because I feel like San Francisco not only has beaten the Rams the last six times, handled them over the last few years, but feeling like you're seeing some tension play out right now with the Rams. And and I'm favoring San Francisco. I'm loaded up on the 49ers to win this game every which way and sideways here. But if you were going to get involved, which side do you like right now going into this halftime to come out on top after the next 30 minutes?
2: I'm still in the 49ers. I feel like you know it's going to be a team that plays the best defense. That's the stoutest, and I like Tom Shanahan's ability to manage the football. I think Jimmy G, obviously, he usually makes one mistake per game, and hopefully, it's you know for them, it's not an untimely one. But yeah, I don't know about the anxiety or the pressure. I mean, I think you know, for us in the press, you know, outside looking in, you know, it's easier for us to look at it that way, probably. But for these guys, you know, they're pros. This isn't their first rodeo. You know, a lot of these guys have been, like, you know, McVay. You know, some of these guys have been to a Super Bowl before. I just don't see it stressing them out. But, you know, they aren't all in. You know, chips to the middle of the table, and if they fall short, of course, you know what the narrative is going to be, the headlines, and the fallout from that, because they have no draft capital. Essentially, they've, you know, just been all free agency team, and at some point, the credit card bill becomes due. I'm not saying that they've done anything wrong. Whether they win or lose this game, to me, doesn't make any sort of um, you know, demerits on anything they've done. I think it's just it's a different strategy, it's a different philosophy, and they see football and how they do roster building and sort of a you know money ball approach the way they look at it. But they're sort of the opposite. Let's spend instead of let's be cheap, you know, and let's try to manufacture a team the way they did, you know, with the A's. It's just a different approach and. There's all kinds of approaches to team building. But yeah, I feel like Kevin Demoff and Les Need and uh, Sean McVay are smart guys. But it'll be very disappointing, obviously. Golden opportunity to host the Super
1: Bowl. He is Aaron Wilson. He covers the NFL for the Pro Football Network, and again, you can follow him on Twitter at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. Aaron, let's talk about what we saw in the AFC Championship game earlier today, and boy, that was one for the ages. In fact, it tied an all-time record for conference championships as far as a comeback. That's an 18-point deficit that Joe Burrow and company rallied back from. And it was absolutely the tale of two halves. I mean, it looked like Kansas City was just going to roll in this game. And then all of a sudden, they only scored three points in the second half. What happened to Kansas City? It was very mind-boggling the way they just shut down.
2: Patrick Mahomes didn't play very well in the second half. And they missed some red zone opportunities that gave them a chance to... It would have been an insurmountable lead against Joe Burrow in that offense. I just feel like they were outplayed. Joe Burrow outplayed Patrick Mahomes. And sometimes that happens. You know, every champion like Patrick Mahomes, every guy that's legit like him, it's an elite quarterback, can make a mistake. Tom Brady has thrown interceptions. Tom Brady's lost playoff games. He just did. You, you know, compartmentalize and you look at, you know, to me, it's more just about the Bengals and, that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and DJ Reader and all these players they have, like Joe Mixon, that they're stellar and that the Bengals have done a good job with Duke Tobin, of finally building the roster the right way and Mike Brown spending a little bit of money and modernizing what they do in Cincinnati. Yeah, they're an underdog. And it's also, this is what happens when you draft this high and you hit on the quarterback. And Joe Burrow is as advertised. That's a guy that's not afraid of anything. He is a money, big game player. So is Patrick Mahomes. Today, not his day. And there'll be plenty of more championships, I predict, for Patrick Mahomes. But this is the Bengals' time. They pulled off the upset, and obviously a great, great story that everyone can, except the Chiefs fans, can probably you know, get behind and, and feel like uh, that's cool. I mean, that's my my take on it is Cincinnati, they earned it.
1: Absolutely, and hopefully we get to see more battles between Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes over the years. Uh, Looked like a couple of best in the league today, earlier today. Uh, Aaron, I know you've got to run. Thank you so much for spending a couple minutes with us and uh, enjoy the rest of the NFC Championship today. Absolutely,
2: enjoy.
1: All right, that is Aaron Wilson. Again, check him out on Twitter at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. And, James, uh, the way the Chiefs are going uh, the last three or four years anyway and uh, the way the Cincinnati Bengals are going this year with their new prize possession, Joe Burrow, we just may see a lot of matchups between those two guys develop in the AFC over the years.
0: Definitely those two quarterbacks. And don't forget about Josh Allen and the – and the Buffalo Bills and yeah, maybe even uh, switching conferences with Aaron Rodgers coming here to the Mile High City with Denver. I mean, this AFC, that the AFC conference just continues to be at uh, these young quarterbacks and, and these young teams for the most part, too. I mean, Cincinnati is such a young team, a young coaching staff as well. I just don't think there was was no pressure on Cincinnati to be where they're at and to be in the Super Bowl. So playing with house money, and I think you see that. That's why I feel like with the Rams on the other side here in the NFC, All the pressure is squarely on this team, all the moves that they've made over the last couple years, what they've leveraged in mortgage as far as the future of that franchise going forward. It's all about winning now and playing at home. Although, Brady, let me ask you this thinking about SoFi, we know it's kind of been a home away from home from San Francisco. Uh, Maybe this is going to be another home game if they win this game, win this and actually play in SoFi for the Super Bowl playing against the Bengals. Maybe it's going to be another home game for San Francisco come Super Bowl time.
1: Yeah, I heard it was about 65% Niners fans there today, and that was the case for Week 18 when they beat the Rams as well in overtime. Now, I think there's different kind of restrictions on the Super Bowl, and each team gets half. Or I, I don't know how it works and everything, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they had an advantage if the Niners get there. As far as uh, the percentage of Niner fans in the stands there at SoFi Stadium. A pretty quick trip from San Francisco down to Los Angeles. They are still in the locker room, and the live line has moved to San Francisco minus two and a half for the entire ball game. When we come back, I'll get you a halftime line. They currently lead the Rams ten to seven. Your in-game total at 40 and a half. We'll be right back. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the Sports Betting Network. They are underway in the second half down at SoFi Stadium, the Rams and the 49ers for the NFC Championship and the right to go face the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56, San Francisco Gets the ball first to come out in the second half, and Debo Samuel, the nice run up the middle there, looks like that'll set up about third and five. San Francisco, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market. That came down a little bit. There was a about a 10-minute span over halftime where the Niners had moved to a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market, now back down to one-and-a-half and 40 and a half your total for the entire game here. It sets up third and four for San Francisco and trying to double dip here, James. They got the field goal to end the first half from Robbie Gould to take the 10-7 to lead into the locker room. Now deep in their own territory, about their own 25-yard line facing third and four and trying to put another score on the board here and go two for two and put more pressure on the Rams who, like we've talked about, really dominated the time of possession, the first downs, did a lot of of good things in that first half, but didn't put it on the scoreboard. They were intercepted. Matthew Stafford intercepted in the end zone on a drive early in that game. And then Matt Gay misses a 54-yard field goal. They're not able to capitalize on that. So 10-7, they trail in this ball game. And a penalty there gives the 49ers a first down. Looks like they jumped into the neutral zone there, did the Los Angeles Rams. So now the 49ers with a fresh set of downs at about their own 29-yard line. So far, things continue to go the way of the 49ers.
0: Yeah, it was Greg Gaines jumping off sides. So third and four, crucial penalty. That's I think that was the first penalty of the game on the Rams. But anytime you're talking about third down and you, you allow your opponent to convert their third down on a penalty, that's crucial. And I think for San Francisco, You know, they they haven't had a whole lot of plays out there. They need some they they gotta sustain some drives, not only just to keep San Francisco's defense on the sideline, but start to build some kind of momentum and and some kind of consistency offensively. No rhythm right now offensively out of out of San Francisco have not been able to run the football. We know that's what they wanna do. They're trying to pound the football. They've rushed the ball ten times thus far for just thirty-four yards. Uh, but the fact that they have the lead, they haven't been on the field much, and and now they've gotten converted that third down based on the penalty. Again, this is a, uh, in my mind, this is a crucial drive, not so much for San Francisco on the offensive side, but Los Angeles just for their psyche. Because if they start to fall behind even more, if San Francisco puts another three or even gets on the board with a touchdown here, considering the fact that on paper, on the statistical sheet, los angeles completely dominated that first half they fall down any fall behind any further how much pressure continues to build and mount on the shoulders of the la rams
1: yeah debo samuel with a good run there for san francisco for a gain of about eight or nine yards and then elijah mitchell Uh, Converts the first down with a rushing yard or with a couple of rushing yards of his own. He's got 13 rushing yards for Elijah Mitchell and 20 yards rushing for uh, Debo Samuel. And we've got another penalty now on the Los Angeles Rams on Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was being pressured in the pocket and he was able to get rid of the ball. Uh, nobody really in the in the area. It wasn't threatened to be catch uh, caught or intercepted, but uh, it looks like a defensive holding call on Jalen Ramsey. So now two penalties, one for a third and four, a uh, offsides call on Los Angeles. That gives the 49ers a first down. Now the defensive uh, pa- um, call on Jalen Ramsey gives the 49ers yet another first down, and they're getting closer to midfield here. Still 12 and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Garoppolo will find Elijah Mitchell out of the backfield, and that's another first down. As far as your live line, the market has reacted slightly to the 49ers putting this drive together, James. Minus two and a half, they are favored now in the live market. Your total has not budged, still at 40 and a half.
0: Yeah, that was a pretty weak call on Jalen Ramsey. It was it was the illegal contact. I mean, it was about 10, had nothing to do with the play. It really wasn't much of anything. I'm really surprised they threw a flag on that. But again, sometimes the momentum and who knows what's being said. And and we know even officials. We saw Jalen Ramsey getting into it with Robbie Gould on that field goal after he made the field goal to end the half to give San Francisco that ten to seven lead. Not only was Jalen Ramsey getting, and then we know he's a spirited player, and he plays with a lot of emotion, and and he's out there chirping not only to the other teammates, but to the other to his opponent. But sometimes you start chirping to the official. There's some uh, that that can that doesn't help you when you're out there complaining to the officials about certain things too. And if you're going to be on a borderline, if you're going to be on the borderline call, be on the border of certain calls going for or against you. The last thing you want to do is start getting on the wrong side of the official because you're running your mouth.
1: James, let's talk about some injuries that we've seen happen in this game. Uh, You mentioned Tyler Higby went out in the first quarter with a leg injury. We have not uh, seen him return to action. Cam Akers went out of the game for a little while, but we have seen him return in that Rams running back uh, in the Rams backfield. Uh, But Dre Greenlaw, I understand it's a calf injury, maybe a cramp or something like that, but he is currently listed as questionable to return. And Dre Greenlaw, certainly a very, very good linebacker for San Francisco, but I don't know if that will make a huge difference in the outcome of this game. No, I
0: I mean, thinking about whether he comes back, Fred Warner's the big one there. We talked about that. Just looking at Trent Williams, he just went down. He's sucking it up right now. We know Trent Williams is banged up in this game. Uh, the, The Pro Bowl left tackle for San Francisco and he's coming in with an elbow injury. He missed the week 18 game with an elbow injury, so he's still nursing that hurt his ankle last week in Green Bay and fighting through it and we just saw him get leveraged and and rolled his ankle again. So he's fighting through a variety of injuries here and and ultimately now the ball drops incomplete on third down for San Francisco. They're going to have to punt here. We'll see where this punt lands, but they're going to be kicking from just inside the 45-yard line of the LA Rams in this case. So the drive stalls got a couple first downs really via the penalty for for the San Francisco 49ers fortunate that way and the punt basically down in around the 10-yard line for L.A. So L.A. was w- able to weather the storm defensively because even though despite the couple penalties defensively, now we'll see what Matthew Stafford and this offense can do down 10-7 to with the ball at the 10-yard line.
1: Yeah, Gaines uh, got a finger on that Garoppolo pass attempt. He was trying to hit George Kittle and uh, got a finger on it, popped it up in the air and went over Kittle's Head and fell to the ground. Obviously, no turnover there, but San Francisco does punt it. Looks like about the 11 yard line or so where the Rams will get their first possession of the second half, uh, about 12 minutes still left. In fact, about 11 and a half minutes still left in the third quarter, and the Niners remain a favorite in the live market. Kind of interesting. It had flipped here when the Rams got the ball back on offense after that punt, but now back into the role of the favorite are the 49ers in the live market. They're laying one and a half points. They are minus 115 on the money line, and your total has now dropped with the Niners going scoreless in that drive that took about five minutes off the clock. The total now at 37 and a half. And uh, James, you and I talked about it a little bit earlier uh, in the first half of this game. Tyler Higbee And I've kind of pointed it out when we've previewed the last couple of Rams games in their matchup with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and before this game here with San Francisco. I felt that Higby was really a big factor. It doesn't seem like we see a whole lot of Van Jefferson, but obviously a ton of Cooper Cup, and we've seen a lot more lately of Odell Beckham Jr. But it's Higby, the guy that is kind of that security blanket, that possession receiver for Matthew Stafford, and he was off to a great start in this game. That could be a factor for this Rams offense going forward.
0: Well, especially when the Rams like to run trips and they flood those zone with really a flood zone concept, and Higby is the one that gets into that second level, uh, finding areas to sit down inside of that zone. So, yeah, that definitely a big loss for for the LA Rams passing game and then now I mean it's it's 10 to 7 San Francisco you talked about the live line back in favor of San Francisco really because of the field position SF moved the football courtesy of a couple penalties but now you flipped the field long field to go for the LA Rams and thinking about the as this game goes along and if it's a field goal game Brady we've already seen on Los Angeles with Matt Gay right now was way off. The fact that they kicked that 54-yard field goal, that was not close. I think it was short. It was wide, right? It had no chance of getting there. And then you think about last week, and I know he made the game winner, but that was pretty short field goal. But prior to that, he had missed what, a 47, a 48-yard field goal there in Tampa? No weather, no wind, and that ball came up very short. Just don't feel like from the from a special team standpoint with Matt Gay, not a whole lot of confidence that he's got to be out there on the field with, especially as this game progresses and they, if they're falling behind, uh, another, uh, another big detriment, I think right now of, as far as the psyche goes and the intangible, as far as confidence for the LA Rams.
1: The L.A. Rams start off with a end-around to Cooper Cup, and he gets kind of lit up in the backfield there by the 49ers secondary, and then uh, Fred Warner cleans it up. It'll be a loss of a yard, second and 11 now coming up for the Los Angeles Rams, and we do have a 49er player injured on the play. They're taking an injury timeout. We'll come back and see if we can update that one for you. As far as the live line, San Francisco is still in the role of the favorite, minus one and a half. Your total still at 37 and a half. 49ers in the lead in the third quarter here, 10 to seven down in Los Angeles. We'll be right back in a moment. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the sports betting network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you through the playoffs and then on championship weekend, and we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage at vison.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make your plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action, all at vsin.com. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, keeping an eye on the NFC Channel. Championship, and the Los Angeles Rams are facing a fourth and one. Matthew Stafford was facing second and 12 from deep in his own territory and found a couple of passes, nice passes to Odell Beckham Jr. And that got the Rams moving and now a fourth and one situation for the Rams coming up after a couple of plays stalled Uh, about eight minutes left in the third quarter. And it looks like Sean McVay and the Rams are going to keep the offense on the field here and go for it. 49ers currently hanging on to a 10 to seven lead. And it looks like a quarterback sneak there. And I don't know, James, I'm not sure if he got it. It It, looks like, uh, what's your impression? I mean,
0: really close. Yeah, Yeah, it's really close. They're going to have to measure this, that, that, Put his right foot out there. We'll see. I know we don't want to look at the the imaginary, that red line out there to see if it looks like they're just short of the hash mark. We'll see. They're going to have to bring the sticks out and measure. This is going to be really close. It was a quarterback sneak with Stafford. They didn't, it was less than a yard that they had to get, and he definitely got less than a yard, but maybe just squeaked over an inch or two. Uh, For that first down on a second effort, we'll have to see here. The changes are going to be coming out soon. Actually, I think that was a pretty favorable spot considering that last angle that I just saw. So, we'll see. I mean, this is a huge play right here and a huge change in momentum, a huge change of events if San Francisco can hold. Again, more pressure falling on the L.A. Rams. and It looks like they are just short, Brady. It's literally inches short. What a huge stop by San Francisco. They're going to take over on downs. Here's McVay. He's going to throw his challenge flag out there. He's going to waste the timeout and waste the challenge here. They are not going to get a better spot than where they got it.
1: Yeah, that, I think that's very interesting. You said they got a favorable spot, and now Mc. McVay's going to challenge. Uh, Boy, I don't know if that's a great call to make right now for Sean McVay. I mean, his defense is playing pretty well. The San Francisco offense has not been firing on all cylinders. Um, You know, it's kind of been a lot of back and forth between these two teams. Both defenses playing pretty well. I would probably take my chances here and try and maybe hold San Francisco to a field goal rather than possibly waste a timeout, James.
0: Well, I'm just flipping the field. Now, he didn't throw the red flag. They went to TV. We were back at commercial again. They're selling me more stuff that I have no interest in buying. So, But <laughs> that said, he still has the challenge flag in his hand. They were looking up at the big chon up there at SoFi. He had the challenge flag in that right hand. He was talking to the officials. We'll see as we come back from from this break if he actually threw the flag. But again, we didn't have a great angle. The, the angles that we were seeing were not right on the line of scrimmage from a couple of the replays that they had before the commercial break but from where i saw it where they stood it wasn't a great it, it, it there was a second effort out of stafford but it didn't go very far and i think it's going to be really hard what are they you're going to look at now they're only a couple inches short but the fact that what are they going to what are they going to see two inches and say well yeah we can move the ball another two inches here i think this is i i can't see this being overturned but we did not get a a great angle on that because really we want to see it parallel to where the line of scrimmage was and we did not get that camera angle on that last replay so we'll have to see once we get back from commercial break.
1: Well and James I don't think the play was real hard to see for the officials. Matthew Stafford was basically up on top yeah, of the pile. You, you, you could see you know it's not like he was down on the scrum and you had no idea where he was. He was up on top. You could see the football. I imagine that spot was pretty accurate and you thought it maybe was even a little bit favorable uh towards the Rams side so we'll see what they uh have to say here the live line of course is uh down right now with this decision forthcoming uh it was fourth and one for the Los Angeles Rams uh, I believe James they were around midfield right there maybe just into San Francisco territory so if this is ruled that they the ruling on the field again currently is that the Rams did not make it on fourth and short and the 49ers would take over on offense here uh and that would give some San Francisco, very good field position. Very similar to the situation, James. It's kind of interesting... Similar to the situation when we saw Matt Gay miss the 54-yard field goal. San Francisco took over possession right around the same area. If they're going to uh, indeed do it again here on the turnover of downs of the Los Angeles Rams, they would probably get the ball back on offense once again in that same situation. And it was uh, at the end of the first half after that Matt Gay field goal miss that San Francisco was able to turn that into three points before heading into halftime. It looks like the call is going to stand here and sure enough, San Francisco will take over on offense right around midfield, I believe, just on their own side of midfield. And now the live line pops up again here at BetMGM. We have the San Francisco 49ers as a two and a half point favorite, and the total continues to tick down with I, with neither of these teams being able to put points on the board currently 36 and a half for your live total. And and compared to that field goal situation, the Matt Gay missed, James, this is very similar. Big for San Francisco.
0: Huge momentum swing. Now, they did challenge the play. Call, like you said, was upheld. So they lose a challenge. They lose a timeout. And again, just feeling like you're seeing for McVay, and I know we are just talking a couple inches, but thinking... Where I don't know what the officials were going to change from that measurement, and it was third and one. They had a third and one, ended up being fourth and one. They had two downs, did the Rams to get one yard, Brady, and they couldn't get that done. Again, I just feel like the pressure continues to mount. The intangible piece of the, the lack of confidence right now from the L.A. Rams, right now, it's going to come down to this defense having to try to create some offense or create a short field, make some plays to help out, to help out the Rams, the Rams offense because defensively right now they've been able to get off the field. The, Ram, the San Francisco really hasn't had much of a rhythm. We know we had a huge play out of Debo Samuel on the basically that forty-five yard, just a quick out screen, kind of bubble screen for Samuel that he just took to the house and made a big play. That's really been the only play that we've seen offensively from San Francisco. Defensively, the Rams have held their own and done a very good job, aside from that one big play from Samuel. Uh, we're going to have a third and five right now coming up right around midfield for San Francisco. I think it's so much of the pressure now it has to fall on the Rams to try to get off the field and give the Rams offense another shot here on on. Third down, and now it is complete. Ayuk, he comes over the middle. It is a first down, Brady. Move the chains. That's another conversion in the passing game for Jimmy Garoppolo. When he's sad, and we talked about this yesterday, if you remember uh, thinking about how Garoppolo has performed throwing the ball inside the numbers against the L.A. Rams. Coming into this game, the two games that they won during the regular season, Garoppolo was 30 of 36 throwing down the seams in between the numbers. That was a huge conversion right there. Again, right there over the hash marks, that's where Garoppolo as the rhythm thrower, feeling comfortable, they went to their bread and butter where Garoppolo feels best suited to make the play, and they were able to convert that first down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was a big part of the handicap of this game for me. Uh, Zero to 15 yards over the middle. uh, That sequence on defense for uh, for the Los Angeles Rams in that window, defending ending passes over the middle 0 to 15 yards they ranked 29th in the league and that really plays into the hands of San Francisco cuz that's what Jimmy G loves to do and you just pointed it out 30 to 36 completed passes over the middle to the likes of Brandon Iuk and George Kittle. And I didn't really think of that until I looked at the numbers, but um, I mean, that's really what we see out of Jimmy G so often that is his security blanket right over the middle to those tight ends and those wide receivers crossing patterns. Uh, Jimmy G finding a lot of success in that area. And now he hits Debo Samuel for another first down. They're getting deeper into Rams territory. there, about the 25 yard line and Debo Has been huge in the running game. I think this is the most carries we've ever seen out of Debo Samuel since his new wide back role, if you will, James. He already has seven carries for 26 yards. As far as receiving, he's got three catches for 60 yards, and that one went for about 12 right there. As far as your live market, San Francisco now moves to a a three-and-a-half point favorite. Your total has dipped a little bit to 34-and-a-half.
0: Well, and it was really the same play that he scored on earlier in the first half. They just reversed it to the this time on the left side as opposed to the right side where he scored from. They're really shorting the playbook here for Jimmy Garoppolo in the passing game. It's not very creative. We're just going to get the ball in the hands of our playmakers. And and for Shanahan, I'm going to find the the handful of plays that we know Garoppolo feels the most comfortable throwing and stick with what you get, right? You don't need to get too cute. Don't try to get... uh, Don't play outside your comfort zone. And I think for Garoppolo, so far so good as far as Shanahan's game plan
1: keeping Garoppolo in places where he feels comfortable and best suited to make plays. I think it's big here that they get a touchdown. If they have to settle for a field goal, obviously that just gives them a six point lead. We've got three and a half minutes left in the third quarter. That still puts the Rams in position to take the lead with a touchdown of their own. So I think it's big here that San Francisco puts seven on the board and not three. And on second down there, Jimmy G misses his target now facing Third and ten, again, with three and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. San Francisco still leading this ballgame ten to seven and now has dropped to a two and a half point favorite in the live market. They got as high as a three and a half point favorite in the live market, and now that has taken a little bit of a dip here with them facing third and long. We'll come back and update you on the NFC Championship as we roll along here on Championship Sunday at v This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, Total, and Against the Spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. James, the 49ers, I was saying they needed to score a touchdown. They did. Jimmy Garoppolo to George Kittle on a beautiful pass there. He kind of put it up in the air, a little high Kittle had to jump for it a little bit, but no one else was going to get that ball. And Kittle was pretty darn open. Not a whole lot of defenders there in the area looked like single coverage. And Jimmy G was able to find Kittle in the end zone. Robbie Gould adds the extra point. We are under two minutes left in the third quarter as the Niners kick the ball back off to San Francisco with a 17 to seven lead. And in the live market here, San Francisco now a five and a half point favorite, and your total for the game at 37 and a
0: half. And taking advantage of the backup safeties. We've been talking about this for the last few weeks. Week 18, that matchup against San Francisco, that's where the Rams lost both of their starting safeties. Fuller was lost for the season in that game. Taylor Rapp went down with a concussion in that game. He has not been back. So they're back again. Rapp was inactive for this game as well. So you're talking about two bad. They were already very young at the safety position to begin with, with their starters. Now you reverted to having two safeties back here that are backup safeties, not a lot of experience. And it was, it was really it. uh, Nick Scott who had to step in to the strong safety role and he was out of position, did not read the fact he was looking at the slot on the inside, did not get over and rotate coverage and roll over to cover George Kittle on that play. So gave up that big touchdown here and now we have a bad play by san francisco looked like an unsportsmanlike unsportsmanlike late hit coming from sf and that's going to be a big play for los angeles they're going to get another 15 yards it was way late bad play by san francisco right there hitting cooper cup on the ground to the play
1: yeah definitely not a smart play there it looked like the defense was starting to feel themselves a little bit with a 10-point yep. lead and the market reacts the live market reacts and drops the San Francisco 49ers to a four and a half point favorite now uh, and your total does creep up with the Rams getting that 15 yards your total now to 38 and a half as far as the live market goes uh James let's took a uh, take a look at our best bets of course we throw these out on the preview edition of the pro Football Blitz and then and we grade them here on the Sunday show. Um, I've got a conference for uh, conference future on the 49ers. Of course, that one is not decided yet. Uh, I also made a Super Bowl MVP bet on Elijah Mitchell at 40-1, to one, and I just felt that this guy might be able to get a couple of touchdowns, over 100 yards rushing, what have you, uh, if the 49ers do indeed advance and win the Super Bowl. Uh, so far, Mitchell has not done much at all today. So if the 49ers, even if they are – to go on to the Super Bowl with a victory here today. Maybe you could even get a better number on Elijah Mitchell if you like that line of thinking on him as a possible Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I do have half a leg in on the teaser the Bengals plus 14, and I've got the 49ers pending at plus 10 and a half. Um, You've got a couple of prop bets here that are pending Aaron Donald over four and a half tackles and assisted tackles, and then Cam Akers under 18 and a half rushing attempts. And right now, Akers has 11 rushing attempts. So, so far, so good. And you got to feel that if the Rams don't score here pretty quickly, James, they're not going to be handing the ball off a whole lot. Matthew Stafford's going to be slinging it in comeback mode.
0: Yeah, they need to, they're, because they're behind where they're at right now. Yeah, it's not going to be rushing the football. Acres got a number of carries in that first quarter, the first two drives, then went out with a shoulder injury. He has returned to this game. But the fact that you're down 10 and basically going into the fourth quarter right now, they're going to be playing hurry-up mode as far as the offense is concerned. Yeah. And I think with Aaron Donald, my my read with Donald in this matchup was really just the fact that on the offense, he looked at the matchup up front. I mean, we know Aaron Donald is just he he's a tough matchup with any offensive line, but with. With Tomlinson at the left guard spot, he he really he really got handled last week by Green Bay. It's just he's not one of their strong. He he's probably one of their weaker defender or weaker lineman up front. And then with Williams at the on at left tackle, just knowing he was going to be not only coming in with a bad elbow, but also with a bad wheel at the ankle injury that he suffered last week in Green Bay, just felt like Aaron Donald. This is what they pay him all these big bucks for. You have to step up in these big games like the NFC Championship game. You have to get out there and make plays. In this case here, it was just to make four and a half tackles in this match. I'd be sitting at three right now, but really haven't heard much from Aaron Donald today. And now we, I know we've got a whole fourth quarter to go. So as far as the prop bet is concerned, he just needs to make a couple more tackles to to be able to hit that. And it was plus money. Uh, What was it? 110. I think Uh, it was plus 110 as far as Aaron Donald get over that number, but really kind of a, a very quiet game so far from Aaron Donald. I think the other part too, Brady is not a whole lot of plays being run from San Francisco, especially in the first half. That game was dominated by the Rams offensively in the first half, even though the score was in favor of San Francisco at halftime. Uh, But, we are still got a fourth quarter to play, and I think this is where now Los Angeles driving the football right now. The star power, this is why they made all the trades. This is why they paid all the money to folks like Jalen Ramsey, in particular Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Vaughn Miller, OBJ. This is where their star power, this is what they're relying on. This is why they made the moves, gave up the draft capital, paid the big bucks to these certain players to perform When the lights are on, and right now there's 15 minutes with those lights shining bright on the L.A. Rams, they're going to need Aaron Donald and the rest of that star power to have to step up to come back from this 10-point deficit.
1: Yeah. Currently showing Aaron Donald with three assisted tackles. So you need two more tackles or assisted tackles there for Donald to get over the hump on that one. And Matthew Stafford and company engineering a good looking drive here right now. They're down to about the 25 yard line of San Francisco. I believe that was the backup tight end there, James, uh, likely the, uh, replacement for Tyler Higbee there. The Rams ran a little bit of a flea flicker play there and then dumped it off, uh, just a short little tight end screen and turned out to be a good gainer for the Rams as they are now into San Francisco territory as we begin the fourth quarter. San Francisco begins the fourth quarter with a 10-point advantage, 17-7, to 7, leading the Los Angeles Rams, who are driving and the 49ers now tick down a little bit further in the live market to three and a half point favorites. Your total now ticking up to 40 and a half as far as the live total goes. Uh, James, I want to talk about a couple of other bets that we made in the early game. And I think you and I were along the same lines of thinking here. I ended up winning a bet. On the uh, Bengals and the Chiefs under 55. I paid a little juice for the 55 at minus 120, uh, but that game stays just under the total there earlier today. And then Joe Mixon, I did not make the play, but I liked him over his rushing attempts because I felt that, you know, every coach wants to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. And I think your thinking was similar. It, that uh, his receiving core, especially Jamar Chase, and we saw that play out in the first half. Jamar Chase was really shut down by this KC defense, and it would be Joe Mixon, who was Joe Burrow's option out of the backfield for him to go over 29 and a half receiving yards. He nearly got there as he finished with 27, but the game going under and utilizing Joe Mixon, I think that was our plan of attack there.
0: Yeah, and they needed to have the the balance, and so it wasn't all on Joe Burrow and Chase, and we did see a lot more safety help over the top with Jamar Chase in this matchup. Not nearly as many man-on-one on one coverage like we saw in that game at Cincinnati back in Week 17. So I think for Joe Mixon, and thinking about Joe Mixon going now into the Super Bowl, the fact that he is a threat to catch the football, did not hit that prop bet with just 27 yards receiving, didn't have, he got targeted early, he had a couple receptions on the first two drives in that first quarter for Cincinnati, but uh, really it was Kansas City kind of dominated time of possession in that second quarter not a lot of opportunities for Cincinnati and then they kind of fell behind and pushing the ball out and then obviously we know what happened in that third quarter and the fourth quarter where they able to get back in front and kind of and really put the pressure on the Chiefs and sustain sustain the the fourth quarter and be able to go into overtime and win that football game but thinking about Joe Mixon going into the Super Bowl the way that he is such a threat to not only rush the football but catch the ball out of the backfield Man, it's a really talented. It's a young team, we know that, that doesn't realize they shouldn't be in this position, but good for them. There's a lot of talent, it's a lot to prepare for for this young Cincinnati team. But man, how much confidence is that offense playing with right now? Going, you're falling behind, you're deep, you're way behind in the second quarter, and being able to bounce back and win that game on the road at Harrowhead. Such an impressive feat by that team collectively as a whole, but definitely on the offensive side for the Bengals.
1: So the Rams now facing third and one from the San Francisco 11-yard line. And Blanton, the tight end indeed, who has been filling in for Tyler Higby. He went out early in this game with injury. Blanton now four receptions for 49 yards already. And there is another touchdown to Cooper Cup. So the Rams right back in this thing, Cooper Cup. His second touchdown reception from Matthew Stafford on the day. It is now 17-13 in favor of San Francisco. 13 and a half minutes left to go in regulation. And the extra point coming up here from Matt Gay. And it looks like that is up and through the uprights. So a three-point ball game here. 13 and a half minutes to go. San Francisco out in front, 17-14. We'll be back with more in just a moment.